Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And we are continuing our series, Moving Through the Apostles' Creed. We're still in the first section and we're sort of looking at the individual parts. And in our last podcast, we looked at the phrase, I believe, and then the word God. Now we're going to take the next two words, the Father. The Father. So this is a word, um, um, or this is a, a name for God that is hinted at in the Old Testament, but is fully revealed through Jesus, because he related to God the Father as his own Father, because he is God the Son. So because we see Jesus, he reveals to us that God is the Father. And so the Father is one of the three persons of the Holy Trinity. So this is a good place to talk about what we mean when we say the Trinity. It's a tricky idea, but I think I can get this across. So as Christians, we believe in one God. We are monotheists. The God of the Bible is one God. However, um, this one God in his personality is three persons. So he's one God or one being, um, but three persons. And in the one being, there's one will and one power, etc. And yet three persons. Not, not that he shows himself as three persons, but he is in himself three persons. I'm a being. I'm created. I'm not the creator. I'm a being who's created, and I'm one being who is one person. Make sense? And then if I had a rock in my hand, that's uh, that rock is actually a being. We tend to not use that word for inanimate objects like this, but it has existence, therefore it has being, therefore it is a being. And it is one being, no person. It's not personal at all. It's inanimate. So there are different orders of being, and what the scriptures reveal to us is that God, in the complexity and mystery of his own being, is somehow, in a way, we, we really can't understand three persons, God the Father. And the, 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 the source or, or head, um, or excuse me, let me say the arche, the source or arche of the Trinity is the Father. The other two persons, in a sense, come from the Father. And I have to be very careful here. But what we say is the Son is eternally begotten of the Father, and the Spirit eternally processes from the Father through the Son. So what's tricky about that is when we say they come from the Father, what we tend to hear is, oh, that means there was a point in time when they came from the Father. But that's not true, because the Son is fully God and the Spirit is fully God. And so that means they're fully divine and fully eternal and fully infinite, along with the Father. So we're getting in the deep waters here. They just always are. But somehow there's this relationship, and the Son is begotten from the Father. And and, and the Spirit processes, or, or theologians say it spirates from the Father. Really, we're using language to kind of mark boundaries, but we really can't penetrate the mystery. But one truth um, that comes from this is, first of all, that if there's one name that defines who God is and how he relates to all that he's made, is he is Father, and he's loving Father. I know some people, um, you know, grow up with a bad relationship with Father, their father, or even abusive relationship. So sometimes this this word is hard to hear, 
But I think even if you've had that experience, you can you can at least intellectually go, I know what a good father's supposed to be because that's how I know that my father wasn't what he was supposed to be. If you can get your mind into the picture of the good father, now, now if you have deep wounds, probably need um, some counseling and help to work through that in therapy. So emotionally, you can respond well to this name, but at least for now, intellectually, I think you can understand what this is getting at. And so the one who made all things, the one through whom the whole Trinity exists, is not just power, not just authority, not just king, not just ruler. He has all those aspects. But at the center of who he is, he is father. Father. And because of that, he is loving. And this is the last thing I'll say at this point about the Trinity. So what this doctrine assures us of is that God is eternally love. Because love can only exist in relationship, right? If God is one being, one person, somehow existed by himself in that way before everything else was created, then love is an essential quality of God would be not meaningful, be meaningless. But if eternally there's Father, there's the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and they have this love relationship for all eternity, that means love becomes the ground and in, in being of God himself. And you know what else? It becomes the ground and being of everything else that exists. It tells us that the defining reality of the whole created universe is supposed to be love and meant to be love. Now, we believe sin has come in and corrupted things and there is evil, but that's not that's a corruption on what is good. It's not essential. The one who created all things is love. He created out of love. He created so he could love. He cannot not love. And to love is to will the good of the other. So in this creed, when we say, I believe in God, we're saying, I put my trust in the God who's revealed in Scripture, and he is the Father, the Father within the Trinity, and the Trinity is the God of love. And so the whole creed starts with those assumptions and invites us into that wonderful, beautiful faith. Well, that's enough for today. We'll continue tomorrow. God bless and have a great day.